Welcome back to Country Crimes. Our detective, Cletus Brown, has been on the case. He's narrowed it down to the last three suspects, and he's about to do the question. Let's take a look. Now, when you were at Darlene's trailer, I just gotta ask you, were you there eating crawfish with the rest of them? Yes or no? Now, I wasn't there eating crawfish because I was too busy making my banana pudding. You know, the one where I'm making it for the church potluck? Because you know I'm on the church board and everything. And they asked me that they wanted me to make some banana pudding. And at first I told them no because of my fibromyalgia and it just would tire me out. But I said yes because I just wanted to serve those people. So no, I wasn't eating crawfish because I was using I was using all my time to make the banana pudding. Now let me ask you this: Does that mean you were in the same kitchen of the trailer where they were all sitting there eating crawfish? Because that's only like two feet away. Now I don't know about no crawfish. All I mean is uh, I just know about vanilla wafers and banana pudding. All right. Well, listen. Now eating crawfish ain't a crime now, but what is is the fact that there was somebody out there murdered in the back. Now that was the crime here. Now, we know that y'all were all sitting there eating crawfish. Meanwhile, that body was decomposing outside, so we know it was one of you. All right? So, I need you to either tell me what happened, or I'm going to book all three of y'all. That's what's going to happen. Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. So, Chris, how you doing, man? We're uh, creeping up on season two, coming to a close, almost to season three, which is mind-blowing. That means we're almost to another whole year, another whole year closed. What, Man, I know we keep talking about that, but that's a big feat. Yeah, it is, man, and we want to thank all of our listeners, those in Africa, those in Malaysia, those in Europe. Europe has been a big one for us uh, over in Ireland, the UK, France, Spain. Russia, also in Canada. We want to thank our stateside people, Florida, Georgia, Texas, Virginia, Pennsylvania. Where else? Up in Alaska, all the way down the West Coast, Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada. Uh, we really appreciate all our folks over in New Mexico. You already said Texas, but we got to love our folks in the Midwest, up Iowa. Um, even South Dakota's got one now. So, hey, man, we're, we're really growing, so really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, man, you ready to get this thing started? Yep, I'm ready to get it started. All right, so we can jump into our first segment, which is the old-fashioned donut or a story from our past. So, Chris, today we're going to talk about some job interviews that we had in the past. Isn't that right? Yeah, job interviews. You gotta love them. Yeah, so one job interview I want to talk about, we'll start off with Chris's, and I'll preface this one because I actually drove him out to this one. Because good friends like that, like, drive me out to the job interview. I, I don't even remember why I dro- drove you out there, but um, I just remember it was a place there in Lubbock. It was the country club there in Lubbock. And I remember there was a dishwasher position. And that well, that was your first interview when we got to Lubbock, wasn't it? Let me also put it into perspective for you. We had also been in Lubbock for three days already at that point, And I was already trying to get a job. So I was on it, boy. This was like my second day, third day. I was just looking. I applied got a phone call uh, at the country club and I just remember that they were very uppity and I don't know why I didn't get the dishwasher job. Maybe because I dressed too nice going into the interview. I'm not sure, but it was at the country club and I was like, you got a pretty 
get pretty messed up to not get a dishwasher job at the country club. So I don't know what happened. I, you know, if I remember correctly, I think they had a problem because you said that you didn't have availability on Sunday. And I guess rich people got to have their food on Sunday. That's probably what it was. I said, I can't work Sunday mornings because of church or something like that. And then they were like, yeah, sorry about you. I guess that's what it was. I forgot about that. Yeah, well, it was probably good that you didn't. Like you said, they were pretty uppity, man. I just remember pulling up in the parking lot and everybody was real snooty. And uh, we went in my truck, and I had this Dodge Ram truck. And, like, it wasn't a bad truck, but, you know, it was a little rough around the edges. It was a little older. And I just remember the looks that we got of, like, oh, boy. Definitely, like, oh, there's the dishwasher kind of vibes. It wasn't very cool. Um, but I just remember looking at that place and thinking, man, they got a full restaurant in there. Um, golf course. And while Dad's at the golf course, it looked like there was a spa. But then there was also, um, I just remember there was a pool with like a big water slide and all sorts of stuff there too. This big old nice pool. You can see it from the outside. I was like, ooh, this place is pretty nice. But I bet you it's expensive. I bet you it's real expensive to be a member over there. Yeah, I bet you it is. Um, you know what's ironic? The fact that um, I was pretty adamant about not working Sunday mornings with most jobs. And now i that's my prime time day is I work Sunday mornings because uh, I'm a man of the cloth. So how funny that works out. Yeah, dreams do come true. And, you know, you just do what you're working for. And now you don't have to fight with jobs for that Sunday off. So that's good. But, um, yeah, man, so I'll tell you what. My first job experience or first job interview, because, well, we kind of talked about it for a moment and we've talked about it in other episodes, but, you know, Chris and I really wanted to get jobs quickly, and it wasn't just about the money. Listen, on the home front, we were getting work like dogs for free, so we figured, hey, if we're going to get work like dogs, we might as well go to go to work and get actual jobs. And uh, so I'll tell you this much. We went, and my very first experience was right up the street at the tractor supply. It was right up the street from my house, and I thought, all right. And, you know, um, went in there and found the manager. Because at that point, I had a very <laughs> uh, stupid philosophy when it, come, when it came to trying to get jobs, right? It was the, you walk in there, you find the manager and say, I want an interview. And you'd be persistent and demanding. So this guy, you know, I found the manager. I just remember he was on a phone with his... Like, the first time I saw him, he was on the phone, and he had, like, his leg, like, leg up on a bag of, like, feed or something. He was, like, on the phone. He was, like, trying to look all important, like, yeah, yeah. And it was, like, nobody else was in the store. And he was, like, yeah, I'll interview you. And so he, like, took me to the back right there. And I remember he goes, all right, let me ask you a question. He's, like, so... This person comes in. We have a lot of people that already know what they want. So this person comes in and they say, I want this pair of boots. And they're walking out the door with it. What are, what are you going to do? And I said, well, is there anything else like around or anything like that? You know, like what what else could I do? It's like, don't, don't think about that. It's like, what would you do? And I was like, oh, well, I guess I would ask him, you know, or ask them, can I take it up to the front for you and like you know, do the customer service thing. It's like, wrong. You ask them if they want laces. You ask them if they want boot polish. You ask them if they want... And it's like, 
but I asked you if there was anything else around. Like, I don't know what else is there available. You know, like, I don't, I didn't know. And he was just like, he's just like, yep, you'd make a bad salesman. You don't even know how to upsell. And he, like, went on this whole thing about how, like, it, you know, I would be a bad salesman and all this other stuff. It was a, it was quite an interesting experience. And that was, uh, I don't know, it was like a 15-minute spiel. I think he was just bored that morning. I really do. Yeah, what's funny is you actually turned out to be a really good salesman when you were at uh, Boot Corral. So you turned out to be a really good salesman. I think that job philosophy of uh, you just go in there, you walk in there, you find the manager, all that stuff. I think that was passed down to you by your parentals and your, uh, I'll call them out. I don't care. But uh, it was it was not, they were like, they were like, yeah, you want to just go to the job and you want to just tell them that you want a job. You don't need to apply or nothing. So I wanted to work at, like, be in law enforcement. So I went down to the county jail, and I went up to the, like, receptionist lady, and I was like, hey, can I speak to someone about getting a job? And she was like, well, did you fill out an application? And I was like, no. And she was like, well, you need to fill out an application online, or no one's going to talk to you. And I was like, I can't just talk to a supervisor right now. And she was like, no, you need to fill out a job application. And I was like, okay. Cool deal. So that's the moment where I knew that theory or philosophy was a uh, hogwash. Yeah, no, I completely understand. There was one, and this was when I was trying to break into the IT industry. I actually got kicked out of a place just for, like, showing up because it was... So I'm not going to lie. I was a little desperate for a job, and I was, uh, you know, taking advice. And it was like, no, you just got to go in there and be persistent. And so the thing is, most most places nowadays, and um, especially like the IT jobs I was looking at were call centers, right? Call centers, if you've ever been in them, they have a security desk at the front. And they have a locking door for a good reason, right? You, you don't want those people in danger and stuff like that because of some, you know, things of the nature of the calls are taking. It's pretty much like, you, you know... You're not getting past the secretary, pretty much, unless you have an appointment or you actually have a job interview or something's going on. And so I just remember being like, yeah, and it's just like, I'm going to sit here and wait. And they're like, okay, well, we'll just call security then and have you escorted out. It's like, yep, that job philosophy does not work. It's not no, oh, just be persistent. Nope, that's not how that works. They'll just kick you out. But uh, yeah, those were interesting times. I ended up getting a job at the local breakfast place. I started out as a busboy, and, uh... Well, since it's not called that anymore, we could say the name of it in the past. Oh, The Egg and I? Yeah, it changed to a, uh, different, uh, name, but, yeah. Yeah, the new name's kind of dumb, I'll be honest with you. And then, ended up from there, I ended up getting the job at Boot Corral. We all know the stories with that. But, yeah, um, interesting times when we first got there, uh... That, that manager was pretty dumb, and I'm very glad that I didn't get the job there because he actually sounded a little worse than uh, the manager we had at Boot Corral. He sounded like he was a piece of work to deal with. Well, cool deal, man. Uh, we are going to segue into our next segment, which is the Jelly Donut. And that's our jail report. So, Michael, what do you have for us? Oh, we got some dumb, dumb, dumb criminals. We got to love those. This was actually a jailbreak. The first one we're going to talk about. So there's a jailbreak that didn't go as planned. There was this, uh, it was actually a female inmate in Ohio. And they were initially arrested for breaking into an 85-year-old's home and assaulting them at gunpoint. So, of course, they're waiting for trial in jail. And they tried to escape. 
and surveillance video shows the suspect standing on a chair and wiggling through the ceiling before falling back down through the ceiling. Pretty much what happened, they found a way into a air vent like above in above their cell and was able to crawl up into the ceiling and was trying to crawl their way to freedom, but the air duct at a certain point wasn't strong enough to um wasn't strong enough to hold them and they fell through and died down two stories. So they tried to do the whole die hard thing? Yes, they did. And didn't think about the fact that those air ducts are pretty dang thin in spots. Yeah, it for those of you who don't know, it's like th- that's some pretty thin metal. Like at some points where it joins and things, it's cool, but where it's been going along there, like on the ceiling like that, I'm sure it's pretty pretty thin and pretty crazy. So they got charged with um escape charges for escape uh and then destruction of property as well a few years onto that lovely so the next one uh a michigan man was caught by cops uh because he apparently urinated on a police car in florida oh yeah i've heard about this one. you heard about that one so apparently yeah the defendant was taken into custody uh, he relieved himself on a bumper of a sergeant squad car in downtown st petersburg florida he was really uncooperative during questioning. He pleaded guilty and was freed and posted bond. But pretty much what ended up happening, they took... Yeah, that's that's pretty, that's pretty crazy, man, how they can find somebody based on that. But apparently had warrants in Michigan, too. So, don't be peeing, don't be peeing on cars and try not to get caught by somebody. Especially not cop cars. I'm sorry. I just... When you said St. Petersburg, Florida... I know this is a rabbit hole, and my mind is going so many different places, but it reminded me of your Milos character. Micah used to have this Milos character who was Russian, and he'd always say, he would always say, I am from St. Petersburg. Not St. Petersburg, Florida. St. Petersburg, Russia. And it was always, anytime I hear St. Petersburg, I think of the Milos character. Yeah. That's a that's a gem from the past there. Sorry, we took a little detour. I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries, no worries. I, I totally get where that would come up, though. Um, all right, so here's the next one. A man wearing a vulgar T-shirt, it says dumb ass on the shirt, was arrested after a stolen car chase. So this was in Alabama, and pretty much there was a multi-state car chase, and the accused car thief was... So pretty much there was a multi-state car chase and he was wearing this shirt that's literally said dumbass across it and they knew about it. So they knew this guy had stolen the car and basically uh, they found him the next morning and they were arrested at a local Wendy's in Georgia, but apparently the car was stolen in Alabama and um, they crashed it. (laughs) So apparently they crashed the car and they crashed it into a store. And then they went to Wendy's afterwards. So basically, the t-shirt was a self-fulfilling prophecy about the guy. What I think is funny is they have a picture here of them standing in the Wendy's as they're arrested with the uh, with the sweatshirt and everything. So, yeah. Um, I don't know why you'd wear a dumbass sweatshirt and, you know, continue to wear it because they, they know who to look for at that point. You know who needs that sweat sweatshirt? Red for... Red Foreman off of uh, that 70s show. He always, oh, that 70s yeah, show? Yeah, he always used to say that all the time. So there was a Bronx man who was wanted by New York police and was arrested in Pennsylvania, or Pennsylvania after he was found locked in the trunk of a car. So this guy was discovered in a Challenger 
by an employee of an auto auction. And so apparently this car rolls into an auto auction and the guy from the auction opens the trunk to take a picture. There was a guy in there. Oh, wow. That's and crazy. so they freaked out because uh, the guy in the trunk wasn't moving a whole lot. And, you know, no telling how long he had been there because of the whole auction, you know, process, however long that had been. Um, so the auction is about 90 miles west of Philadelphia. <clears throat> so you got to think, like, this dude was from New York. Um, so this guy was wanted for drugs, weapons charges, and all that. And then... Um, so once they kind of nursed him back to health at the hospital, he was apparently extremely uncooperative and refused to identify fingerprints at first, uh, but was forcibly taken. And they forcibly took him, and yeah, they found it was him. And he's not sharing how he got into the trunk of the car and how all that happened. You never know. Trunk chicken and trunk hostages. Way to go. So uh, here's another one. This is our last one for now. Uh, a Florida man, you gotta love Florida man, a Florida man is wanted by the cops uh, as he tried to throw them off by placing a big sign out of his house that says, Johnny Yates does not live here. So, it didn't work. Um, so, the guy was wanted by the sheriff's office on aggravated battery, a false imprisonment, and tampering charges. False imprisonment? How do you charge somebody for false imprisonment? I guess he got somebody else put in jail. Um, let's see. So they showed up at this guy's house in the afternoon on a tip. And when they showed up, and this was, this was what it says in the report. When deputies arrived on the scene, they noticed a note on a dry erase board in front of the window saying, Johnny Yates does not live here. And, and so then the cops basically were like, so does that make you think? Like, even in the report, it says, gee, a dry erase board. Should we even believe it? And that's what the cops wrote down. It's kind of crazy. The deputies questioned people like leaving the house and they confirmed that the guy was in fact inside. And so they end up uh, getting him out. But he took a hostage situation and there was all this fugitive talk and all this other stuff. But yeah, it all started off with a dry erase board saying this guy doesn't live here, but he does. Pretty much they smoked him out of the house. Like they used what was called surrender smoke. Have you ever heard of that before? Yeah, well, that guy was very self-incriminating, so... Yes, he was. Yes, just put a thing, it's like, he does not live here. Like, yes, that really is going to make the police go, oh, yeah, let's just turn around and go home. That's not, you know, yeah. Oh, what a dumb criminal. Yep, absolutely. All right, man, well, that was the, that was the jail report. You ready to move on? Let's do it. All right, so we're going to go to our next segment, which is the donut hole. And boy, we like quizzes, don't we? Yeah, we love quizzes. So I'm going to put you through a 10-question quiz here and see how well you know. And I don't I don't know if... I didn't know some of these, so we'll see. Uh, it's about sports teams moving. So this is baseball, basketball, football, you know, relocating to different, different areas of the country. Do you think you know former teams and where they might have moved from i'm sure baseball for sure but maybe some of the other ones not so much uh we'll see we'll see all right man so the very first one it's a pretty easy one what city did the la dodgers play in before they went to la was it brooklyn miami san antonio or newark new jersey it was the brooklyn dodgers pretty that's easy. correct it was the brooklyn dodgers 
Um, and then they sold out and went to California. All right, next question. So what year, and this might be a little bit more difficult, what year did the Vancouver Grizzlies move to Memphis? So now they're the Memphis Grizzlies in basketball. Was that 1999, 2004, 1993, or 2001? That's a little hard one, huh? Um, let me think about that. I'm going to go with 1993. That is wrong. It was actually 2001. Oh, well. So uh, here's another one, and this is hockey, so I don't know if you know hockey at all. Not really. So uh, the Phoenix Coyotes, what was the uh, formerly former version of that team, the Phoenix Coyotes? Was it the Atlanta Roosters, the Quebec Nordics? The Winnipeg Jets or the Victoria Bison? I'm just going to go with C, Winnipeg Jets. That is correct. It actually was the Winnipeg Jets, and they moved to Phoenix in 1996. And you, you, weirdly enough, and I don't know how I know this, but did you know Atlanta used to have a hockey team? And um, they were called the Atlanta Thrashers. Do you remember them? Yeah, I... I thought they were still around. No, no, no. They moved to Winnipeg and became the Winnipeg Jets, like the second version of them. It was like while we were still living there, they moved back. The NBA's team, the Philadelphia 76ers, used to be which team? Was that the Miami Swordfish, the Austin Toros, the Fort Wayne Flyers, or the Syracuse Nationals? You know who used to be the 76ers before they became the 76ers? I'm going to go with Syracuse. Is it Syracuse? That's correct. It was the Syracuse Nationals. You're doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I'm just guessing, to be honest with you. I'm like, mm, Syracuse is kind of near Philadelphia. All right, so maybe you'll know this one. What year did the Oakland Raiders move from L.A. to Oakland initially? Now they're the Las Vegas Raiders, but... When did when they moved from Los Angeles to Oakland? What year was that? Was that 1997, 1994, the year 2000, or 1988? Um, I'm gonna go with 1994. Yeah, you're right. It was 1994. So, um, the Oakland Raiders were actually there from the 60s to the 80s as well. Then moved to LA. All right, which one of these NBA teams has never moved cities before? Is it the New Orleans Hornets, which are now the New Orleans Pelicans, um, the Sacramento Kings, the New York Knicks, or the Los Angeles Clippers? I'm going to go with the New York Knicks. That's correct. Yeah, the Knicks have never moved. All the rest of the teams have moved, but the Knicks have never moved. All right, so we're moving right along. Um, which team did the Quinnipeg, or the... I'm sorry, Quebec Nordics become in 1996? And this is another hockey question. Is it the Minnesota Wild, the Florida Panthers, the Chicago Avalanche, or the Dallas Stars? Um, I'm going to go with the Dallas Stars because Chicago Avalanche isn't even a thing. No, it's the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So my, my guess is the Dallas Stars. No, it's actually wrong. The Nordics became the Colorado Avalanche in 1996. You said Chicago Avalanche. That's what you said. No, I said Colorado. No, you literally said Chicago Avalanche. That's why I didn't guess it. Well, I'll tell you what. We got the we got the audio evidence of what I said. I think it's probably the technical difficulties, too. What's going on? We'll blame it on that. But anyways, Colorado Avalanche. All right. So the very next one, what was the last NBA team to move? 
Was it A, the Seattle Supersonic? Was it B, the Charlotte Bobcats? Was it C, the Vancouver Grizzlies? Or was it D, the Charlotte Hornets? I'm going with the Seattle Supersonic. I can already tell you you correct because that happened in our time and they became the Oklahoma City Thunder. Exactly. I knew as soon as you said it, I was like, I bet it's the Seattle Supersonics. Good job there. All right, next one. Uh, where was the Baltimore Ravens previously located? So where did they come from? Was that A, the Cleveland Browns, B, Salt Lake City, C, Portland, or D, Toronto? Well, we know it A, Toronto, because there wasn't no NFL teams in Canada. So. Salt Lake or Portland. Um, or I'm going to go with or Cleveland. Hmm. I think I'm going to go with Cleveland. That is correct. So did you know there was actually two iterations of the Cleveland Browns? So the Cleveland Browns we see now is actually the second version of them. Uh, the first version of the Cleveland Browns, they actually moved in 1995. And guess who their coach was at the time? Bill Belichick. Did you know that? I didn't know that at all. Apparently the fans in Cleveland were like burning merchandise and, uh, and like hanging little figurines of the owner and Bill Belichick because they were all pissed that they were moving. And then a few years later, Baltimore won a Super Bowl and Cleveland still never has. Yeah, Cleveland's all salty about Baltimore. But yeah, so that was uh, the teams relocated. Oh, I'll throw one more in there just just for kicks and giggles. Why not? Were you going to ask about the Houston Oilers? Is that what you were going to ask about? No, I could, I can though. Okay, which team did the Houston Oilers become? And this is ad hoc. The Tennessee Titans. Yeah, and then the Texans came later on. Yeah, there was uh, there were some other interesting ones out there. Um, yeah. Oh, are you happy that the Rangers won the the World Series? It's pretty crazy. It was their first one. You know what's actually interesting? Uh, they said that AI predicted that the Rangers would win. So they said, like, when the final four teams were in the, um, like, playoffs, they were they asked AI to create, like, a picture of uh, the team that's winning the World Series, and they created the team. Uh, they said it was the Texas Rangers. So I'm like, hmm, did was this rigged? That's a conspiracy theory. That is a conspiracy theory. Just like we talked about, AI needs to slow down. AI needs to stop writing the script for a lot of this stuff, too. I mean, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, that's an AI rigged thing if I've ever seen it. Yeah, man, you ready to move into some improv? Or actually, what fries my donuts? I, Bro, listen, it's been a week. I'm trying to skip segments and stuff over here. That's crazy. All right, no. What fries my donuts? Chris... Besides me trying to skip segments, what fries your donuts, man? Dude, I'm telling you, and I know that we maybe talked about this last year, but I am getting sick and tired of y'all y'all putting Christmas too early. I love Christmas. Hear me out. I am not a Grinch. I love the Christmas season. I love it. I love everything about Christmas. But literally, we it's like we just glaze over Thanksgiving. And you know what I saw somebody post? It made me it made me really mad when I saw that. It was uh it said to all the Grinches out there, Thanksgiving is a day, Christmas is a season, so you should get over it. And it's like, bro, like Thanksgiving should be a season too. Like we sh- we sh- see that's the problem with us. We just be jumping too much into the commercialism, into the Christmas, and we don't spend enough time being thankful. Yeah, I think everybody's lost the Thanksgiving spirit. 
You know, there's enough movies about, oh, people losing the Christmas spirit. No, no, no. We need a Thanksgiving movie that reminds everybody the spirit of Thanksgiving. That's what I think. Trash Can Presents. The reason for the season, Thanksgiving. Here's the thing, too, bro. Like, I, And I swear it, it is happening uh, early and earlier. Like, my wife said she had to set up Christmas, like, even before Halloween. And so it's like, it's getting to that point where, like, Christmas is bleeding into, like, October now. And I don't like that. I'm like, it's a season. Like, wait your turn. It's like, we can't even enjoy the fall season no more because y'all are like, oh, yeah, let's go to Christmas. Let's go to Christmas. And then you know what Christmas ends up becoming? a time of stress for people because they're like, oh, I got to get the best gift. I got to get the best Christmas present. I got to make all the Christmas snacks. I got to make sure I take the family pictures with the matching pajamas. And it's like stressful. And it's like, I love Christmas. Don't get me wrong. But I think we need to go back to a season of Thanksgiving. And that's, that's the problem with us. Now, I'm not crazy about the Thanksgiving food at all, but I love the time of Thanksgiving of coming together and just like, thinking and thanking uh like god for the year yeah and we've kind of talked about um i'm gonna go back to the food for for just a second i know we've talked about thanksgiving food but uh which which parts of thanksgiving food just kind of fry your donuts of like why does everybody like this uh the cranberry relish the stuffing you don't like cranberry sauce uh the stuffing i'm not a fan of um turkey the giblet gravy yeah i love I like turkey, but it's not like, if we don't have turkey, I'm not going to be upset. Like, I'm really not. What about ham? You like ham? Yeah, I'm I'm like, for me, I'm like, Thanksgiving should be, I feel like, should we make this food just for the sake of it? Maybe. But I'm like, what if your family decided like, hey, we're going to go to Thanksgiving and we're going to make our own Thanksgiving food. And like, this is going to be our tradition. Like, I don't think there'd be anything wrong with I'm that. I'm down with that. No, not at all. Do whatever you want to do. I mean, I I think the idea of having like a pot roast on Thanksgiving is cool. Or, you know, whatever, right? There's all sorts of cool stuff you can make on Thanksgiving. Um, But yeah, I was just digressing for a second. But yeah, I that is the hard part is Christmas has become... Yeah, you're right. Christmas is very commercialized, very stressful. And it becomes a stressor for, for a lot of people. I mean, it's always kind of a stressful time for... Um, retail workers, but it's especially become extra stressful because just like Chris was talking about, you're having to set up earlier and earlier and earlier. And um, not just that, but I was even in a store the other day and people were getting mad. It's like Christmas is right around the corner. Why don't you have this stocked? And it's like, listen, it at the time it was October. <laughs> it's like, listen, I know you're trying to get the best deals and you're trying to already get things you know squared away for Christmas. But I've also feel like, tell me if I'm wrong, Christopher, but I feel like it's a thing now to, it's not just like bragging like, oh, I got all my Christmas shopping done early. It's almost like a, like, I'm going to shove it in people's face. I've heard that so much of like, oh, I've already got most of my Christmas shopping done. It's like, yes, we, bro, it's August. Like, I mean, that's fine, but it don't really, it, you know, that's cool, but I I don't know. Tell me, tell me if I'm wrong on that. I don't know, man. I I think so, too. Um, I just enjoy, like, the. I love the tradition part of Christmas, like getting to be with family and doing your own traditions and doing the fun things. And I think that's what I like most about Christmas, not necessarily, like, having to go Christmas shopping and doing all the Christmas part. Like, I just enjoy, like, doing traditions and being together. 
But like I said, man, it's Thanksgiving, bro, and it's like Thanksgiving should not just be a day. It should be a season. Like I, I full, fully believe that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, I'm just saying, may your Thanksgiving season be full of um, the trash can traditions that we love, like watching Jerry Springer on repeat, and you know, making your own food and having time with family. But we can save that for our Thanksgiving special. Are we going to watch Jerry Springer on Thanksgiving? You bet we are. You bet we are. I was like, especially because we got, uh, I'm not going to advocate for other streaming services. But we have another free streaming service where you get Jerry Springer. So yes, yes, we, we're definitely going to be watching Jerry Springer. All right. Well, cool deal, man. Well, I'm ready to go into improv if you are. Oh, yeah, I'm ready too. All right, man. So let's move into our improv segment. And we're going to do our mystery donut. So let me, uh, we're, we we've kind of haven't done this one in a bit. Uh, it's our ABC game where basically we're going to tell a tale, but we have to do it and start it off with uh, each letter of the alphabet as the next one goes. So Chris, do you have a scenario or something that we can go off of? I do, but you can, uh, you can change it if you don't like it. Uh, I think it's probably... Probably because I've been watching a lot of Hell's Kitchen, but on a cooking show. On a cooking show. Okay. All right, man. You want to start or you want me to start? Sure. Sure. All right. I'll start. An apple. What in the heck am I going to do with an apple? Basting the turkey is very important to make sure that we win this cooking challenge. Culinary is genius, and I am a culinary genius. Do you see the scallops are burning right now can you go take care of that except i'm over here being sous chef so i got time to do all that frankly i don't really care what you're doing i need to make sure that those scallops are not burning get out of my face with that crap i really don't want to hear it how the heck did you even get on this cooking show you've never cooked in your life i am a culinary genius i said it already just because you have the gift of gab and you're good at sucking up doesn't make you a certified chef kill me now am i gonna have to hear this the whole freaking time listen if you don't get it together you're not gonna have to hear this the whole freaking time because we're gonna vote you off mikey i'm sick and tired of your crap i think you need to go back to your corner and not even, you know, go go work on whatever you're working on. Your pine nuts or whatever. No, I think you need to get out of my face. Or what? What are you going to do? Please, just help me get the scallops up there so that I don't burn them. Quit your crap. That's all I have to say. I'm sick and tired of it. Just quit your crap. Really? You're sick of my crap? Well, we've been having to deal with your burnt salmon all day and you can't even boil water. Salmon? Salmon? We're going back to the salmon, are we? No, no, no. We, that was your fault because you're asking for all 90 things. I'm one person here. I'm one freaking person. Tell me that you're not just letting this salmon burn. Tell me it differently. Tell me that you can cook. Unless you can prove I'm burning the salmon, I'm not burning any salmon. That's on you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, get out of my kitchen. What were you trying to do? Speaking King James Version? X-rays are what you're going to need if you don't get out <laughs> of my face because I'm going to bust your skull. You're very lucky. You're very, very lucky. That's all I have to say to you. Zoinks. The scallops are burning. <laughs> There's a fire. Zoinks. You're, you always use like the xylophone or you do zebra and I'm like. That's what I was laughing about with the xylophones. I was like, yep, he took that one out of my book. I said x-rays. 
I made it. I made it work. I was like, I, I think I've said X ray a few times, but yeah, X and Z are very hard. Like it's there's very limited words, and then you have to fit it in. Real quick side story. So in elementary school, I knew this girl, and her name was Jamaica, but it was spelled with an X. It was spelled like X A Y M C A, and like nobody knew how to say her name, but it was like she was like, my name's Jamaica, and I was like, okay, but there's an X here that don't. That don't go together, but whatever. Yeah, there's plenty of uh, name stories that we could tell from from our past. I will say this. It's on to our positive advice, which is our eclair. So, Chris, I think I went first last week, so I'm going to let you go first this week. What what you got for us? Yeah, so I know this sounds a little uh, repetitive from what we've said before, but there are different seasons in life, right? Like, sometimes there are seasons of really grinding, and then there are seasons of, like, you need to rest and like just let your work rest because um, sometimes I just feel like, you know what, I got to be grinding all the time. But like when you think about planting or cooking, right, you got to take a minute to like let those things rest or it's not going to be like fully developed. Right. Um, or like your car, you know, like if you drive it too hard and too long, you got to like let it rest. Um, and so it's OK to let things rest. And if you're in a season where you're not feeling productive, like it's OK to sometimes let the work rest. Um, and just say, you know what, I've been grinding and grinding and grinding, but you know what, I'm going to let this thing kind of take its course for a season, and then I'll get back to grinding. So you don't want to grind so hard that you just, like, max it out or burn it out, you know? Yeah, I totally get you, um, which is great. Mine is, um, it's also really, really easy in certain moments, too. It's kind of on the opposite front of uh, when, when you are tired, when you are weary of... Um, taking shortcuts i'm just going to advise not to take shortcuts when you're when you're really tired and it's it's especially present i'm trying to think of a good example but just like at the house you know sometimes like i'll put it to oh there was there's a good example like last week i was real tired so i put uh took the garbage out right but i didn't uh tie it up all the way i guess i just missed it or whatever right and animals got all into it and there was garbage all over the place right and if I would have just taken a little bit of extra time, and we're all guilty of it, right? But it's you know it's easy to talk about it with small things, but in big things too, it's when you're doing work or even there's been a few times when I'm editing videos or something like that where you're like, man, I could leave that part off. And it's like, no, I'll clean up that little edge. You know what I mean? Just clean up that little edge. It's good to, you know, it's good for yourself because at the end of the day, you you think about it and be like, man, I know they gave it a hundred percent, but uh, I got it exactly the way I want it. So I just encourage you to, you know, not take shortcuts, even if it is like, man, I'm tired, and you probably do deserve to rest sometimes. But even sometimes cleaning up those extra little bits will uh, will help you even more. I don't know, it, it helps me, but if you need to rest, rest. Those shortcuts will always come back. They'll always catch up with you. Because then you have to do twice the work most of the time. Yep, it'll come back at one point or another. But uh, yeah, man, it's been a good show. Uh, TVTrashCan.com, you've uploaded some new flight videos and helicopter videos. Um, so go check those out, right? Yeah, so believe it or not, the flight video I did is less than a week up. And uh, it's our highest grossing video on YouTube. That's That's great. Have nerds unite over on our channel, apparently. So, uh, yeah, 
What'd you think about that, Chris? Hey, I love it. It's not my jam, but it is some for some people, and uh, apparently there's a very big community. So I'm like, you know what? You know, gotta cater to the fans. That's what I say. I'm just, I'm just saying. If anybody's out there looking to sponsor me traveling and uh, making flight vids, and uh, you can help me quit my job, you know, yeah, hook a brother up. But, uh, anyways, we're towards that. Uh, trash can travel. Hashtag trash can travel. Now, uh, but we really appreciate you guys. Yeah, go check out the website, man. It's been real fun. We've been having a good time lately traveling different places. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome having a podcast in person last week, man, too. That was great. Yeah, it was great. It's always good when we get to uh, do it live. But, you know, it takes me back to our first days in the guest bedroom. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and just like, hey, <laughs> you know, lined up across from each other. It's, uh, I'm not going to lie to you, it is a lot easier. Like, even tonight, you may even notice some nuances in this episode because, you know, we had some technical difficulties, talking back and forth. It's always fun when that stuff happens, uh, fun sarcastically, but we always make it work. So it's always, you always kind of think back, like, man, it'd be nice if you were in person. But, you know, one of these days... Again, when this thing makes millions, we'll be uh, we'll be podcasting from um, from poolside or something from the mansion. Yeah, man. So, well, uh, I think <laughs> it's time to take this donut box out to the trash. I'm Chris, and I'm Micah, and this has been the Donut Box Podcast. <laughs>